We know Taco Bell's food is great. They've even got a whole new cantina menu with fresh new ingredients. Taco Bell is not just for late night anymore with fresh new ingredients like slow roasted chicken, pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. Taco Bell is a great destination for your midday fuel. They have amazing menu items like cantina chicken tacos, burritos, and quesadilla. I truly do love Taco Bell. I love a Crunchwrap Supreme. It is one of my favorite things to eat. Ooh, don't wait till it's late. Try the new cantina chicken menu now. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now, like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and Hey Meave. Plus, you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in-store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. Don't you date me. A podcast where me, Nicole Byer, tries to figure out how I'm still single, even though I will let you sit on my face and watch TV. Yes. (laughs) Both things at the same. Am I allowed to talk yet? Yes. Is that okay? Well, the voice you're hearing (laughs) is my guest. He wrote, he directed, Dear White People. It won a bunch of awards, and then Netflix said, we need, what? It won like two awards. That's more than one. That's a bunch. (laughs) Bitch, I'm waxing poetically about how accomplished you are. Throw it at me. So then Netflix said, we like that this movie won more than one award. <laughs> Let's adapt it to a television series. That was the criteria. So you better believe, dear white people, is a television series on Netflix. Also, Justin wrote and directed a movie called Bad Hair yes. that I have a part in. Yes, you do. <laughs> My guest is Justin Simeon. What's up, Nicole? Thanks for having uh, me. Thank you so much for having. Nope. Oh, whoa. Okay. I was gonna say thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah. You well. know how like you're at the airport, they're like, have a good flight. You're yeah, like, yeah, you, you too. Do. You're I like, did that. You're yeah. not going anywhere. No. Or they're like, uh, here's your drink, and you go, I love you. And you're like, no. Yeah, either way, they're both the same thing. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> uh when does bad hair come out? Do you guys ever Girl, I don't know. It's independent cinema, honey. So we just like have dreams of when it'll come mm-hmm. out, but I don't have a date yet. Uh, so I'm I'm literally finishing the film this like in a couple days. Mm-hmm. Like we will be finished. So uh, I'll know soon if people want, you know, mm-hmm. when they want to do what they want to do with us and when they want to do it so i cannot wait to see it i have a very bit part where (laughs) (laughs) the note you said when i was doing adr you were like i need this less funny because you're interrupting a rape scene (laughs) (laughs) 
And you said less funny. And then I went, excuse me, there's shit on my floor. I can't walk around with shit on my floor because I I walk around barefoot. And you were like. That was the less funny. <laughs> but it was perfect. Uh, it's I can't wait for the world to see it. It's um truly like the script is great. And then like getting to watch uh, everyone work was just like really cool. Yeah. You have to come. I'm going to show it, like, like as soon as we finish it to, like, whoever's just in town who was a part of it. I would love to. So, yeah, we got to, I got to, yeah, we'll, we'll exchange info. I'll okay. show it to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Me too. So, did you, I'll talk, we'll talk about relationships in a second, but yeah. I'm just fully interested and curious as to how you got into writing and directing. Did you go to school for it? I mean, I went to a performing arts high school in Houston, which mm-hmm. is, like, when I think, I was like, oh, like, there's space for how weird I am and, mm-hmm. like, how queer I am. There's, like, there's a tradition of that, and I can, mm-hmm. like, make art out of it. That was high school. But, yeah, I went to film school, too. Um, but I knew. I knew when I was, like, nine. I was, like, I was literally watching the X-Men. Mm-hmm. And I went, like, I think it's somebody's job to, like, decide when we cut to Storm when she's, mm-hmm. like, you know, in the face and when we see them flying. I mean, that's I didn't have words for it at that age, but uh-huh. I just knew it was someone's job to pick when we cut to things. I mean, that's literally as close as I could get to yeah. describing it. And when I realized that that must have been someone's job, like, I wanted that job more than anything else. Oh, that's, that's where so it started. Cool. Yeah, and Dude. I just kept trying to find ways to do it and mm-hmm. landed in theater and then I landed in film and here we are. I love it. <laughs> Uh, that is such a funny thing that uh, you were like, that must be someone's job That's to pick li- who gets to be on screen at what time. That literally is how my little weird brain did that, you know? And I, it, it got, I got excited. Like, I remember the mm-hmm. feeling of like, <gasps> I just remember that feeling like, oh, that's all I want to do is pick when y'all see what <laughs> and in what order. Uh, one of my favorite things to do when I watch movies is to pick out what the audition scene was. Yes. When there's a very oh, that's brilliant. long monologue, you were like, that was their audition. That's brilliant. That is so brilliant. <laughs> it's my favorite. And then I love like a very bit character who's like, coffee's up. You're like, that was their audition. They drove to Santa Monica to say coffee's up. Listen, <laughs> those are my favorite people too. That's why you know you have a friend in it too, uh, Gabrus. I was saying his oh, name. Oh, John Gabrus. Yes. Yeah, he, I remember his his last name first always. But oh yeah, he also, everyone calls him Gabrus. He has one line in the movie, and it lays me out every <laughs> single time. One of the characters is poor, but she don't want people to know it. So uh-huh. she's standing in the valet line. She hands him a napkin while everybody else is handing him a ticket. He just comes up to her and says, "Ma'am, this is a napkin." Mm-hmm. It's so funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it lays me out every time I see it. Oh, uh, he's so <laughs> funny. Ooh, but back to X Men. Okay, yes. I my favorite topic. Loved the X Men. <sighs> I loved, loved Storm. I love Halle Berry, but she is not Storm. No, and no. when they cast her as Storm, the first movie she has an accent. And in between movies, someone said, "Please stop." Please stop. Because the second and the one, accent she does is gone. Not have an but then, accent. but then they do the reverse with the new girl. Yes, right. Where she does like have the accent. New girl, I think, is really great. But to me, she she like I want Angela Bassett arms. Mm. I want I want like it's I Angela want Storm Bassett, to right? have a body. It was always in, right? I mean, in, my, in my mind. It should have been. It should have been Angela. But I, I don't, don't think she wanted to do. It. I think she not. turned it down. Actually, but then she's in Black Panther. 
Yeah. So I'm like, you... But back then, we didn't know superhero movies were going to be cute. Yeah, I guess so. Back then, we were You're like, right. that could be... That could be the Fantastic Four, the exactly. first one. Exactly. And the second okay, one. Okay, and, se- and the third and the fourth. No, it like I don't think we knew. It was like the last comic book movie was like Batman and Robin when they had the nipples. Mm. What was it? And it was terrible. Like mm-hmm. that one. With like Mr. Freeze. Yes, yeah. Mr. Freeze, child. <laughs> I was so disappointed in that but film like, when I was a kid. Can we please get a Storm standalone movie? <sighs> I think it's time. I want it. She's such a good character. She's a great character. She actually is a great character. And I realized, like, just kind of, you know, thinking about it, the fact that Storm was a powerful black woman from Africa, mm-hmm. but also, like, remember, like, she was always claustrophobic, so you had to be careful. Like, mm-hmm. she was always, like, struggling with something mm-hmm. and trying to, like, she was flawed, she was flawed. and interesting. She's, she's a very, and I don't understand why we don't give 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 me what I want. Yeah. And then let me Nicole, be Storm's fat friend. Dear who's Marvel. Like, Storm, it's hot. <gasps> Make a gust of wind come. Wait, wait, Nicole, my friend drew you as Storm, Ian. Oh, Ian. Yeah, oh, Felon. Yes, yeah, he yeah, did. yeah. I uh, loved seeing you with Storm. Is, <laughs> I thought that was so awesome. He is so wonderful. He's I, a talented guy. He's talented, and he is quick. Yes, he's super. I quick. tweeted that, and like an hour later, he had that. He's, and I keep offering him money because I now nah, I put on a T-shirt, and he don't want to take it. He, he don't want to take, take coins. it. He was like, please donate to something in my name. Yeah, so I donate to the ACLU. Uh, no, he did later the this month for him. I made a book that like three people bought. Thank mm-hmm. you so much. It's called Dear. <laughs> white people as well. Uh-huh. I wish it was called Dear White People Colon as well. I'm well, going to think about that. But it's Justin, called Dear White People. You have to now have a podcast that is also called Dear White People. <laughs> so you cover every entertainment media I'm with Dear it. White People. I'm, I'm over, the over t- it. I love the title, but I'm, I'm ready to, you know, I'm ready to do something. But, you know, mm-hmm. I'm ready to, like, give myself a different branding, I guess. But, um, but, yeah, he did the illustrations for the book, for my book, Dear White People. Oh. Which is much more like, you know, that that book actually goes into, like, I'm like describing, you know, the housewives at that time and all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff. He drew all of these brilliant, like, he's so talented. So talented. Ugh, I love him so much. Love him so much. We love you, Ian. Ian, 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 Ian. <laughs> I just like seeing myself as a cartoon. That also makes mm. me so happy. Me too, by the way. I've been trying to figure out how to. I have this really dumb idea to pitch as a cartoon. Pitch it to so me it's now. called The Adventures of Water Baby. I'm in. And it's about a little girl, me. Still in. Who's named Water Baby. <laughs> and Water Baby talks like this. <laughs> oh my God. What did Water Baby do? Water Baby uh fights fights uh evil she fights crime. in the in the ocean. Be- and she's got like a seahorse <gasps> friend and then like a like a little you- fish friend what? and then a begrudging like, no, be, be, a begrudging friend who doesn't want to go on adventures with Water Baby who then goes on adventures with her and then I guess like at the end they like learn something. I don't know. No, I'm <laughs> so ready for Water Baby. Are you crazy? Water Baby! I want it. I want to be the seahorse. Can I be the seahorse? Yes. Okay, and cool. I just want her to be like a fat little cherub of who's course. just like dancing around and, and going free. on adventures and she wears like a little bikini and she's like, Water Baby! Well, what I love is... What, what I love... Okay. <laughs> I wasn't ready for the hook. <laughs> okay. My favorite thing about Water Water baby is like a black child in the water. Yeah. Like, period. Just buy that. That is so radical. You know what I'm saying? It is. Because we, we are told we are, to stay away from yes, water from a very long age. Yes, we do not swim. Um, it's f- do you swim? I'm. What do you mean? Like, yeah, I mean, I get in pools of water. Does well, a hot tub people, count? Uh, uh, 
I'm, I bougie swim. So if you fell off a yacht, <laughs> would you die? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I would die for sure. The, <laughs> my core strength isn't where I want ah, it to be, if I I'm being see, honest. I yeah, I guess I don't, I don't swim competitively, no. I don't swim competitively, but I mean, if a current took me out mm. while I was like at the beach, I'd be able to get back to shore. You'd know what to do about yeah, it. Yeah, my mom I would made pray. sure that me and my sister, I don't know if my sister swims now. I don't think she's been in a pool in like a decade, mm. but... uh. She made sure that we, like, took swimming lessons. Yeah, yeah. Like, she didn't want us to be the little black kids who were like, I don't know. <laughs> you know what I? You know what my shit was? I got fat <laughs> as a little boy, and I didn't mm-hmm. want to take my shirt off in the water and stuff. Fair. And then they started making fun of you for keeping your shirt on. Yes, and, and that's when I was like, I'm win. out. You know what? I'm out, because I'm trying to be out yes. here in this water yes. and enjoy my life. Now I don't care, but at the time. Oh, I used to wear oh, a so, T-shirt so and pants sometimes. Oh, not pa- not full pants. And I would just, like, make it a joke. I'd be like, well, you don't think I'll get in here with my pants on? They're like, no, you won't. And I'm like, no, I will, because I'm deathly afraid that someone's yes. going to say something to me and it's going to put me into a spiral and then yes. I'll never want to show my face at school again. Yes, girl. It was. I feel that. Uh, <laughs> I feel that. But yeah, you learn these the like, little marrow. defense mechanisms to be like, yeah, I'll say this wild thing and then you can't make fun of me. But you know what I love about you, though, and what you just said about, like, you know, you just want this big old little cherub girl who's mm-hmm. just free and all this stuff. I love that because part of it is just we don't get we don't see our bodies like black people specifically you don't we don't see our bodies in the world like that you know like you no. see less of us in general mm-hmm. so the ones that you do see like it's still like a narrow range so like it's very yes. ebony cover you know what I'm yes. saying I'm responsible for it too because the cheekbones in my cast I can't mm-hmm. but you know we don't get to see what our bodies look like no. in all their different various forms like in the public like that and, mm-hmm. and I grew up in a you know I grew up on a, in a black neighborhood but I went to a white school so mm-hmm. like I, there were no chubby black kids to show me the way to share you know to share my uh all i have with the world i didn't know i didn't know i could do that (laughs) i so with nailed it kids really like me yes which feels insane but then i was like you so bad (laughs) all of them want to meet me the kids need you and i've learned that i just have to say two nice things and i go you ever heard about taxes and then they don't want to talk to me anymore (laughs) uh for whatever reason no matter how old you are the word taxes is bad yeah oh no i just left a little bit actually in my mind (laughs) half of me left the interview i don't want to talk about that but um accent was that it's fine i think my favorite thing about kids liking me is like a little fat girl can sit at home and be like, oh, she looks like me mm-hmm. and makes a living eating, and I love to eat. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, you're beautiful, Nicole. Yes, you I think are. I'm gorgeous, but the, I also The thing that's keeping us apart is my homosexuality. Yes, yes, yes. you is gay. I'm gay. And you was married or you I was committed? I was not married. We's committed, though. We five mm-hmm. years, so in gay world five years you know that's pretty much an institution uh, at a certain yes. point yeah yes, that's the yes. only thing keeping us apart nicole i think Ooh, you're beautiful girl thank you. <laughs> that means a lot because i am sitting here without makeup on and well no that's it. a lie i'm wearing very a light dusting of makeup <laughs> i'm i'm dabbling in the light dust you know i mean i saw myself in a couple pictures i was like oh her eyes are tired I think- <laughs> so, I, Ooh, so now she's now she has a little bit of the Tom Ford concealer. She also, Tom you know, Ford comes in our color? She comes in our color, honey. There's like a little concealer stick that I take with oh. me. And, you know, especially when, you know, I've enjoyed being in California mm-hmm. with all of its fresh herbs mm-hmm. and whatnot. Mm-hmm. You know, you just need a little bit of lift. Yes. A little yes, bit of lift, yes. you know, and I'm learning that a dusting can go a long way. I think a lot of men can really wear makeup. I think so. Uh, whenever we would shoot, so the last show I was on, 
not the last show, uh, Girl Code, one of the, yeah. the first shows I was on. Yeah. Uh, the boys got makeup, and then after every shoot, they'd like wipe it away with a makeup wipe. And I was like, why not go into the world looking good for <laughs> oh, once? I love it. You know what it was? It was a photo shoot. That's what that's what turned me out. Mm. They, someone gave me someone had the nerve to give me a light beat. Ooh. And I think it was like one of my my assistant was like, Oh, yes, light beat. And I was like, <gasps> You can see me. Like it was very. If my friends could see me now, That's and I so went, funny. I went to some store and was confusing all the ladies by being in there. But I was like, I want to learn, girl. Mm-hmm. Tell me. <laughs> and they hooked me up. They hooked me up. <laughs> I yeah. I think men should wear makeup. I don't think uh, there's like men's makeup brands, which is like inherently sure. stupid. Yeah, because like men's skin's different. It's tougher. <laughs> I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> Yeah, go to, Mac. go to Mac. Go to Mac and get you some tinted get concealer. Get the real stuff. Get some tinted moisturizer and yes. fucking look good. Yes, honey. Just yes. look good. Yes. That's all I care. There's Your makeup a, rubs off on me. Who cares? My makeup will rub off on you. Can I ask you a, a makeup question that Please. I asked my cast yesterday? They were like, Justin, get out of here. Mm. Are you supposed to smell it all day? Like the makeup? Do you smell the makeup all day? No. I smell it all day. It's weird. Oh, maybe it's because you're not used to it. I've been wearing <laughs> Maybe that's what for... it is. It's a tinted. It's a tinted. Um, it's the tinted moisturizers in particular. I'm like, I just feel like my face smells you made up. Might be wearing an expensive brand. Oh well, <laughs> I've been known to do that, honey. Because uh, <laughs> there's this new brand that I got for free from doing a show. Oh, it's mm. called Sunday Riley. Very yes. expensive. Yes. Fancy. And their like night cream has this real smell to it. So like mm. when I turn my head, I'm like, oh, yeah, this smells luscious. I don't hate the smell. I just feel very, I, it, you know what? I feel like I'm Diane Carroll for like a split second. I don't know why <laughs> she comes to mind, but I'm just like, oh, I don't know what that is. I just, I, I, I dynasty come like that's that uh, makeup smell reminds me of just bougie, <laughs> rich white people and Diane mm-hmm. Carroll. Anywho. I can't wait to be super, super rich. I want to be on a yacht. Oh, it's going to happen. I want. Oh, it's going to. I've gonna, never been on a yacht and it's I want to be on a yacht. <gasps> oh, it's definitely going to happen. I want it. I want it. I want it for you. I want to be on the yacht as well. My grandma used to say, baby, you claiming and it's yours. Yeah. So I'm claiming I want a yacht. You're a manifester. I can tell that about you. Um, I do believe in manifesting what you want. Mm -hmm. And then uh, I'm a real believer. And if you see someone who has what you want, Mm. find out how they got it. Yes. And then you don't necessarily have to do the same things, but you have an idea of how they got there. So you can tailor it to how you want to do it. Absolutely. And like I've had a couple people ask you, they're like, I really want to get into writing. I just don't know how. I'm like, read scripts. Yes. Or read books. Figure out a style you like and then write to that style. Mm -hmm. And then by your like 10th thing you've written, you probably have developed your own style. That's right. That's exactly right. And I think people are like, I couldn't possibly just copy someone. I was like, well... Why Every, wouldn't you copy someone who's been successful? Everybody, that's how everyone starts. Uh, yeah, like when you I know? started doing stand-up, I, um, Queens of Comedy, a huge influence. Monique was a huge influence yeah. on me. My opening joke was, uh, I don't do it anymore, but it was, uh, how's everyone doing? Everyone's like, good. I'm like, let me ask you a question, ladies. Uh, have you ever put a Snickers bar on your pussy and really let someone eat you out? And then, <laughs> And it's from this interview that they did. I think it was for like Cosmopolitan. Or like Allure or something, but it was uh-huh. like too dirty to be printed. So it ended up on like Jezebel or something. Right. It is one of the funniest interviews I've yes. ever read. The interviewer barely asks a question. <laughs> These women it. just go to town. <laughs> and at one point, just Monique riffing. is like, you got to put ice cubes in your mouth and, and really suck on his dick. Because then 
Because then the coldness is the tingling. Not the coldness. Oh, please don't. No one ever do that. Maybe it was some more. No one. My boyfriend is the only one sucking my dick. Let's keep that clear. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want my mother to think that anyone but I hope your mother listens to this. I really hope she never finds out. I hope she never finds out. Uh, (laughs) But the joke comes from, I think it was Monique, or maybe it was Adele. I don't remember who it was, but they were like, you ever put a strawberry in your pussy unless someone hit you? Oh, my God. And then they were like, strawberry? But you don't want to grab the green part. Like, no, girl, put it in the other way. And it just made me laugh so hard. Oh, my God. So, like, I just, like, borrowed that until I was like, okay, that's, my voice is a little dirtier. Mm. But let me figure out, like, from my experiences, how I can translate how I want to say them but for now, I'll borrow this. Yeah. And then... There's nobody that you love, nobody, mm-hmm. who didn't start by doing the same thing. Yeah. When you hear about Michael Jackson, what do you hear? Well, he was a little boy, mm-hmm. and he would watch Jackie Wilson, he would mm-hmm. watch James Brown, and he would mm-hmm. emulate them backstage. And so now when he's 18, we just think because they're so young that they just came out that yes. talented. And it's but like, no, no, you watch people. They, they, they did it until, I mean, that's what uh, Da Vinci, like they mastered uh-huh. every, what everyone else did so that they could remix it and make something new. But mm-hmm. you can't do that without the mastery part. Yes. You can't. You and I watch like Whoopi Goldberg and... Uh, and Robin Williams, I do a lot of act outs, and they're very much inspired by them. Yeah. Like, I try to give every act out a different voice because mm. that's what they did. What's an act out? Oh, so an act out is like uh, in a joke where you said, uh, it's just like, uh, so I went to the store and this man was like, oh, baby, I won't uh-huh. fucking eat your ankle. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> first of all, stop telling people about how we met. So that's the first thing I'm going to need you to stop doing is to tell people my business. You would think I've done improv for almost a decade. I, I wanted to eat your ankle something better. so bad that day, and you were so cold to me. I know. I'm really <laughs> and sorry. And now you're doing act outs about me. It I just see. like came out of nowhere. I'm really sorry that you're in my act right now. <laughs> I'm talking about you. But I see what you're saying, ankle. though. You got that from them. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's and, great. And uh, also like... Being okay with something. Yeah, whatever. Like, that's what it is. Uh, See, the, the thing about what I do, out. the cinema, you know. Mm-hmm, the cinema. That, there's so much that people don't know or don't remember mm-hmm. that, like, you know, everyone's always looking for the reference in my work. Like, I always say, oh, you remind me of a young Whit Stillman. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. I don't know who that is. You know, <laughs> but part of it is that, like, you can kind of, there's no one, nothing is new in cinema for sure. Like, mm-hmm. not, like you watch movies from the 20s and you're like, oh, that's what I came from. Like, mm-hmm. I swear, it's like crazy the stuff that they've been, had already mm-hmm. figured out. So you kind of like, the fun thing about the movies is that you can really find all these niches that like the culture has sort of forgotten about or isn't on anymore. Like, there's a whole like, you know, the first independent filmmaker was a black man named Oscar Micheaux. Like, people don't really know that. People don't mm-hmm. think... He was the first independent... Like, he did it on his own. He had his own star system. Uh-huh. There were hundreds of movies starring black people mm-hmm. and made by black people that literally no one has seen because mm-hmm. they don't teach you that in film school. They don't mm-hmm. play on TCM or whatever. And if you if you can just... If you just... You can't expect stuff to come to you. Yeah. You, you got to go to it. And mm-hmm. when you do that, you get rewarded. There's so much great stuff to steal. <laughs> that no one will ever know where that you got it from. I mean, that's the tea. Really bums me out. I didn't realize that the first independent film was made by a black person. There might be some honestly, technicality to it, but he's sure. he's the 
he is, when we think of independent film, like we talk about Quentin Tarantino, we talk about all these people mm-hmm. who went out and did it. He he is the thing that they're all emulating. They don't mm-hmm. even realize it. But he was like told no by the white establishment so many yeah. times. He wrote a book, tried to make a movie out of it. They wanted to do it the white way or whatever. And he was like, no, I'm just going to do it myself. And it was such a crazy concept that anybody oh, would do that, yeah. let alone a black man. But honestly, it, it truly, it... <laughs> It makes sense. Yeah, right? Uh, we got to do that kind of stuff. <laughs> we ain't got no choice. People don't let us do shit, so you got to just, like, figure it out on your own. That's right. Uh, yeah, I just, man, just the things that black people have to go through. Is, it like, bum, like, I was having a conversation with my friend the other night, and I was like, there's a white lady selling bonnets for $150. Because no. she was like, apparently it's better to have your hair in satin than on a like a pillowcase and no. like, they were like yes 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 and it's like we've been doing been this known that, boo. we've been doing Remember that when, every, when white people discovered coconut oil they discovered coconut oil <laughs> they discovered cornrows call it boxer braids yeah it's uh, like we, they try to say that they're the superior <laughs> race but then I'm like look at Serena Williams well, hello. <laughs> look, at, look at all of us look <laughs> like, at we, Donald Trump I and, mean, then, and then I was like okay so people will bring up, well, if uh, if black people were better people, they wouldn't have been enslaved. And I was like, but like That's the way the you enslaved thing. us was by taking us away from our resources, isolation, uh, not teaching us. And then we were so strong that you were like, we should mix them mm-hmm. to see if we can get stronger ones. Yes. We're inferior. Y'all did that. Yes. <laughs> Let me tell you what the also, song. Oh, wait. Hold yes, on. I also it. learned that like a bustle that makes your like, you know, like back in the day, like Cinderella, her stepsisters had like the like butt bustles yes, or whatever. Of course. That is because people liked our butts uh-huh. in dresses. That's right. And I was like, so everything that's been okay. trending. Are you ready for this? Yes. So Kim Burns Jazz. Yes. I feel like a broken record except like nobody really listens to me. Like when I'm on Twitter, I'm like, I get two likes for saying shit like this. Mm. But like Kim Burns Jazz, it came out in the 90s. It's a documentary that goes, it's like 18 million hours long, but it mm-hmm. goes through like every decade that jazz existed. Watch it. Okay. It, it will, it, I, first of all, it's brilliant, uh-huh. first of all. And the shit that we came up with that we that they didn't tell us we actually came up uh-huh. with it is mind boggling. We I believe have really laid the land for modern music. Oh, like in just, ways when when you watch this documentary, you're like, and and then you'll be able to like say that in an argument and tell people exactly when it happened uh-huh. and with who, which artist and is so great. I believe I can't remember who. So El- like the 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 like the person who invented rock and roll is a black woman. Oh yeah. Oh and yeah. I didn't know that until oh, yeah. recently. I was like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Who? What? And all of that, all of the all of the rock and roll stuff happened first in the jazz era. It was the same thing. Black people came up with it, and then there was, but black people couldn't play anywhere. Uh-huh. And so the white people said, okay, well, well we invented it. Ha! Uh-huh. Don't look at that Negro in the back. Uh-huh. Like you know, that's kind of what that's how jazz. It, it's the same. You just see it repeat over and over and over again through the decades. But it all started uh-huh. in the 1900s with jazz and black people doing jazz. It's you, wild. I didn't. I thought the Cotton Club was like. A place for black people to like be. Yeah. No, no. you couldn't go to the you cotton club go. if you were black. Only patrons were white, but all of their performers were black. All of them. And, and I was like, what a perfect place for you to just steal stuff oh, yeah. and then go on the road. It and like and then knew. the Chitlin circuit, that's like the South where black people yeah. would go touring. Like it's it, yeah, you're a woman after my own heart. You it's like history. So interesting. You got to watch Kim Burns Jazz. I you will do. watch it because. And the, and the other thing about it that's great is because jazz was a euphemism for two things mm-hmm. weed and yes. cum. Yep. 
So yep, they liked good music, fucking and smoking weed. And white people didn't know that's what it meant. So they nope. went around jazz. Have you heard about this thing that's called jazz? So funny. And white people were like, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you what? hear Molly said she liked jazz, y'all. You know, that's oh that's what they God. did it. That's where it's all shade. That's so <laughs> funny. Uh-huh. I Love that. Right? Like, there was, like, a whole several decades where white people were like, oh, my God, jazz. Yes. And black people were like, uh-huh, yeah, what else do you like about and jazz? And then <laughs> it's so funny that, like, white people, like, like the whole weed thing right now is yeah. really peculiar oh, to me. yeah, of course. That, like, now it's okay. Now, like, you keep seeing these, like, articles about yoga moms who are like, we do yoga. And kind of And we, like... <laughs> Take some CBD oil and really get to be like one with ourselves. And I make two million dollars a year uh-huh. when like uh, Tyrone is in jail mm-hmm. because Tyrone was selling you know nickel and dime bags. Well, you want to know why time. Tyrone's in jail? Because he's black. Well, let me tell you why though. Let me tell you this. You got to watch this shit. It's so good. It's because Louis Armstrong smoked weed all yeah. the time. And they were, they were trying to figure out how to get him. And they were trying to figure out how to get these black people who had gotten way too comfortable uh-huh. and were spreading, you know, mm-hmm. the Negro. The good word. You know, spreading Negroness mm-hmm. to the white children. They were trying to figure out how to get them. And they couldn't just come out and say being black is illegal. Mm-hmm. So they made they created a word called marijuana that did not exist. And it sounded vaguely Spanish to people. Mm-hmm. So that's shade to a different race. And then they tried to catch us on it. You know, and they mm-hmm. tried to make people think, oh, this is like, there's so many articles about how, like, you know, five Negroes. On the marijuana plan, mm-hmm. went crazy and raped five white women. You know that kind of thing. They were trying to catch us, and that's why. <laughs> and then a bunch of white people were like, "Actually, weed doesn't make me rape. Mm-hmm. It's actually pretty chill." Yeah, it actually keeps me from raping. It's so <laughs> insane the things that were done. And then, mm-hmm. so I just learned about sundown towns. Appleton, Wisconsin, a town oh, I'll talk about forever, right. is a, is a historic sundown town. Right. Portland is a town that was made as a white mecca. Right. Their housing laws are so fucked. Yeah. Uh, but then I learned about a black town. I cannot remember where it was, but it was like black businesses, black people, and it was thriving. Mm. And it was doing really well. Mm-hmm. And then they got like bombed. Yeah, they by, like, like destroyed the town. Like the government destroyed yeah. the t- or like the p- cops and stuff destroyed mm-hmm. the town. And I was just like, this is literally insane. Here's another one. Here's another one for you. Um, Duke, I'm like rereading all the Duke Ellington stuff and his biography. He talks mm-hmm. about how his mother was actually, um, she, they were actually well off. They were wealthy. And, but what mm-hmm. was happening is that like, Black people were having money for the first time, and they would go to New York and try to find housing. And they'd go, of course, because there's no housing in New York to mm-hmm. this day. There wasn't then either. You go to the parts where the white people have moved out. Yeah. There are homes available. There are places mm-hmm. available. And so what did they do? They were so uncomfortable with black people moving into their cities, but they knew that those black people had nowhere else to stay. So they gave them, they told them, they literally would charge them four times the rent. Mm-hmm. So they'd be forced to move into these homes with multiple families. And 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 scrounge up the rent, and they knew that they couldn't go anywhere else because who would take a Negro family? My God! And so they took these wealthy black people and they made them poor again. Mm-hmm. And now you got now Duke Ellington comes on. He has to start all not Duke Ellington. I'm sorry, Langston Hughes. You got to start from scratch. Even though your parents and your grandparents have finally built up some wealth, it literally was taken from mm-hmm. them so that they could live. And you got to start over again. Ugh. There's also like a statistic that says that uh, black men statistically will not make more than their parents. Mm. It's uh I did. And I <laughs> So take that yes, statistic. Yes, yes. <laughs> I will never be a statistic. Uh, and the reason like I've been thinking about all of this lately is 
There was this woman in, I swear we will get to relationships eventually, yeah. but there was this woman in uh, North Carolina who called a group of black women stupid N-words and yes. then went on television and was like, I'd say it again. They were making my anxiety uh, go through the roof. And mm -hmm. I would say, and I was like, good on you, ma'am. I would love to know who's a racist. Be overt with your shit. That's exactly. Bitch. Then okay, there was another sorry. white woman. This is They showed me this clip on MSNBC and that mm. was my response. Mm. <laughs> I love it. You sipping on the gift. tea? I got a gift you out of it. You said where the tea Because I was like, tell it. Let's know. Yes. Like, preach the good word. Say like, it. say it loud. Say I mean, it proud. You, at, boo. you know, Let I don't know. need these veily or thinly veiled things no. like Trump is tweeting. Truly, he's spending his whole summer vacation being racist. Just do it. Just do it out <laughs> loud. It. You be can it. see me. So let me see yeah. you. Let's know. Then there was that woman who she was like uh, a Trump organizer or something. I don't know. In like in mm. Ohio, she she said something about unwed babies, which made me laugh so hard. But she <laughs> she babies. also was like black. These people, babies need to be married. God damn it! They're unwed babies, and I don't <laughs> like it. But she said, uh, uh, "Black people have been in this country for years and years, and if you're not succeeding, it's your own oh, fault." And I was like, "But like." We just gave so many examples of how it's not our fault. Like, it's so batshit. This whole country's wild. It's okay. batshit. But that's why you got to watch Kim Burns Jazz because okay. it tells you why it's batshit. Okay. Because you learn at the DNA level, at mm -hmm. the foundation level, it was batshit there. Yes. So everything built on it is the same kind of batshit, but and just in a different way. Lincoln... Back in the day, yeah, he like you know signed the Emancipation Proclamation, mm -hmm. but also was trying to figure out a way to get us out of the country. Oh yeah, to send us back to oh, Africa. Yeah. They were trying to make all kind of concessions because even when we were free, they were still trying to. I mean, the the you know Ava talks about it in the thirteenth. That's that's real. Like they mm -hmm. were trying to find a way to get it to still have the slavery and to still have the like you know pay us nothing so we can build your country for you. They were still mm -hmm. trying to have their cake and eat it too, but tell us that we were free. It's so wild. It's wild. We girl. have to take a break. Let's do it. <laughs> Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that would block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. And that's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctors. Planned Parenthood needs your support now. Now, more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. Warning, things are about to get intense. Like when you stare into the eyes of someone that you really like for a full minute straight without blinking. Intense, intense heat, lasting plump from the hot new lifter plump from Maybelline, New York. Formulated with chili pepper, lifter plump delivers a heated sensation for an instant lip 
plumping effect that lasts. Available in eight sizzling shades. Honestly, my favorite is Hot Honey and Coco Zing. I put it on my lips, and honestly, it did sizzle them. It sizzled them right to the moon. They were plump and juicy, and everyone was like, Nicole, can I? And I'm like, get in line. Can you take the heat? Find your shade at Maybelline.com or a retailer near you. Amazon shoppers get 10% off Lifter Plump purchase with code 10PLUMP for a limited time. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, there's always something that I really need to talk about. And thank God I have a podcast. But then there's stuff that I don't want to reveal publicly. So I talk to a therapist. And listen, we all carry around different stressors big and small, and when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get stuff off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. And I got to say, that's very important because the first person you meet might not be good for you. So even though it's work, you got to work to find someone who like is helpful and is good for you. So don't stick with someone just because you feel like you have to get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash date me today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash date me. Okay. Hey, did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste time on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned out in the real world world. Babbel made it super easy for me to brush up on my Spanish before my vacation to Mexico. See how I said that? It's, it's better and it sounds like I speak Spanish. It just makes traveling better so you can like order food, ask for directions and flirt with the locals. Me encanta muchacho! <laughs> without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. And we back. Hi. Okay, so let's... That was a good break, girl. Thank you. Yeah. We got a lot done. We did. Uh, we did we our taxes. Both did our taxes and sewed an Afghan. <laughs> uh, so you are not single. I am not single. I was You've... for a very long time. Oh, you were? For how oh, many yeah. years before? Rick is my boo. We've been together for five years, but he was the first and only five-year oh, okay. long-term. Before then, it was just a lot of, uh, of unsuccessful attempts okay. <laughs> and uh-huh. experimentations. Uh-huh. You know, Ooh, experimentations mm-hmm. like what? What were you experimenting with? Experimentations, being loved, you know, <laughs> just trying to be in love. All these little apps that they had me on. Um, I oh, mean, so I, you've been on apps? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, was trying to figure out when apps 
appeared, and I truly couldn't figure it I out. I met my boo off an app, actually. Oh, you did? Which one? We met on Tinder. Oh. Because for homosexuals, uh, yes. five years ago, I don't know what it's like now, but Tinder, you didn't really need Tinder to hook up. I mean, there were a multitude of ways to hook up. Grinder. Yeah, I did. Adam for Adam. I was too fat for Grinder. Going to Mickey's. Scruff, I could get Scruff. some love on. There was something called Growler back in the day. I yes, used to get some growler. love on. You know, because I had a belly and stuff and a little beard, so people thought I was cute on those apps. But so you would go but on Tinder. But you were a bear. I don't think I don't think You're black people fit into a, those categories as easily. Don't. But no, I'm not a. I don't you know what I am. You would be a cub. I'm a cub or you like would a. Be, um, a a cub that uh. It went through puberty fast. You know what someone called me? A mink. I like a mink. A mink? Yeah, because they're black and they're slinky. I don't even know what a mink is. Me neither for sure, but it sounded cute. Mm. Anywho, so we met on Tinder because on Tinder you could meet guys and go for a drink. It wasn't like, it it was, because back then it was like, you know, you had OkCupid, which was Mm -hmm. like, bitch, do we qualify on an 18-point scale to uh, (laughs) even look at each other in the eye? You know, and and gay men are always just looking for a reason not to date your ass. Mm -hmm. So like, OkCupid, I could only get so far on. And Tinder was just a way to like, you could just have a drink with somebody and it didn't have to be a date that was going to end up in marriage and it didn't have to be a hookup it was like something in between uh-huh. and that's how we met and we met right at the time when everyone said it would happen like when you stop looking that's when you and I had stopped looking because my movie had just came out I was cute but I you was were looking because you were on Tinder but I wasn't looking for you know I wasn't looking for the for the long term. Oh, you was looking for a quick. I, I was looking for a little sip and see. Dickens. Yeah, a little sip and see at that time, and that's when I found that's when I found baby cakes. <laughs> um, and you guys live together. We do. You share your lives together. That's we have so cats. Cute. It's super you have cute. Two cats. We have Three two cats. cats. Two. There are children. You know, what we're are their names? Re- we're really gross. So they have several names. Um, Jack is Jack and Taylor are their government names, but they also go by Buns, Bun Ooh. Buns, uh, and Tay Tay, uh, and a myriad of other names as well. That's cute. Yeah, we're gay and we smoke weed, so they have a lot of names. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> when I get stoned, I'm just like. I don't know what your name is. <laughs> oh, I have dog. Name. Come dog. here, come here, dog. <laughs> My little one loves to eat weed. He, yes. If it is at his level or on a counter, oh, he'll fucking he's gonna find munch it. it up. Does he get high? Yeah. Yes. It's like funny. <laughs> I once thought he was dying, and that was like very traumatic of for me. Of course. But the last time he was stoned, it was very funny. Oh, God. I like got home, and my roommate John was like, all right, Nicole, Ugh, Clyde's stoned again. And then, like, on cue, slid into the foyer eating and the was weed. just wobbling. Girl, you gotta put your weed away, though. He finds it on walks. Okay. But then, oh. but he this time he found it because it was in my backpack. That's valuable. And okay. he unzipped the fucking oh, backpack. Oh, he wants it. He, goes to, a, he yes. goes to lengths to get it. It's like I leave the house and this dog grows hands. Oh, my he God. He can open doors. <laughs> he I've caught him just on the table, and <sighs> I had him locked up somewhere. And I was like... How are you? He's like negotiating international peace treaties. Yeah, I, I feel like it. the like Hi. the little mice who live outside and the squirrels come inside and they go, "We'll help you." Yes. Oh, it's exhausting, but I fucking love him. Yes. So, when did you have your first uh, boyfriend? Ugh, like boyfriend high school? Child. No. What? How dare you? First of all, I was raised Catholic, so oh, being wait gay, a black Catholic. Black. There are all kind of black Catholics in the South. Yeah, because my mom was Creole. 
So there's okay. like a Louisiana kind of Catholic tradition that I was raised in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't have a boyfriend in high school. I didn't have any of that. I, the first boyfriend I had was in my 20s. Okay. And um, I don't know that I would even classify it as a boyfriend now. But at the time, it was like the most important relationship I had ever had. <laughs> and it was this dude who was like, you know, super fine. I was really into him physically. But... You know, he didn't really see me. You know, I, I kind of was an accessory, but I would take that at that time. Mm-hmm. You know, as good as I could get. So I took it. I am very quickly learning, or not learning. I have learned in the last, actually, since I like started doing this podcast, mm-hmm. that uh, I need to know what my worth is and what I accept and don't accept. And if someone is treating me like an accessory or an afterthought, yeah. I will always be an accessory or an, or an afterthought. Yeah, that's I right. can't change someone's perception of me. Yeah, People show you their true colors pretty immediately. Pretty soon, yeah. Pretty soon into it. And then I like... It this also, is... Oh, oh, oh go ahead. Uh, my last like hang-up is when someone's like, eh, I'm not just, I'm just not into you. And I'm uh-huh. like, but if I text you, maybe... Um, if I do like, something. Uh, if I alter Remember it? me, and maybe we'll yeah. go out again, and maybe it'll be fine. And I, like a couple months ago, was like, stop texting him. Like, you yeah. have to just stop it. Well, you know what it is, too, Nicole, is that you and I are gifted children. <laughs> and there's a book called The Drama of the Gifted Child that I'm referring to at the moment. And gifted children, you know, we learn very quickly to figure out how to make the people around us happy mm-hmm. and accept us and be calm because that makes us feel safe. So we get really good at reading people's emotions and before we're even aware that we're altering ourselves to make them happy, mm-hmm. we're doing it. And we just think it's us, you know? Yeah. And there's a certain point where you have to, like, separate the performance from who you are. And the thing that was, like, so new about Rick was that, like, I actually had a bunch of anxiety when we were dating. But oh. I still wanted to see him. And mm-hmm. the reason why is because he just loved me the way I was. And he wanted me. He just wanted more of me. He already, he saw it, you know. Mm-hmm. He, I didn't have to do anything in particular. And that freaked me the fuck out. Mm-hmm. I mean, it freaked me out that, like, I don't have to do anything. What do you mean? Mm-hmm. Me as I am. I don't even know what that is. Don't look at me. Like, it was crazy. Like, I had the craziest reaction <laughs> to simply just someone just being like, no, I, 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 you don't have to do any, anything. Just come over. You know, like that yeah, was. I feel you on that. That's what I, I was freaked out. And I, it was like, we came, he came along right at the cusp of learning where I knew not mm-hmm. to run away from that feeling, you know, but maybe yes. like a few months before then I would have ran for the hills, you know? Yeah. Cause that's like a real tough thing. Cause as a creator or like an actor or performer, you're like, I'm making content that hopefully people will like. Yeah. Hopefully they'll like me. Yeah. All right. During this show, you guys are being a real rowdy crowd. Let me fucking figure out how to make you like me. Yeah. And then in a lot of relationships, I'm like, I need to figure out how to make you like me. So then the thought of someone actually just liking me is terrifying. Well, because you spent your whole life hiding yourself. Yeah. Because when you when you change when I change to like alter and fix somebody, it doesn't feel like I'm hiding. But what I'm actually doing is I'm ashamed of myself as I am. And I'm trying to get as much distance from them seeing me just as I am mm-hmm. as I can, as I possibly can. And does you don't know that's what you're doing, of course. But that's mm-hmm. why it's so scary. Cause no one yeah. has seen that, you know? I there's like a couple people in my life who like see me mm. and know that I might be smiling and I might be like really funny in that moment, but later they'll be like, you do seem a little Mm. off. Are you okay? And I'm so grateful to have those people in my life. 
And it would be nice if that person was a person who fucked me as well. Listen, but, girl, uh, it can happen. It will happen. Know? It'll be you first. You know, you got to do mm-hmm. it first. I, or you might be doing it. Like, I had to learn how to do it in the relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I saw I started seeing a new therapist. And one of the first things he said to me, he was like, you know, you're not in your body the way you think you are. Oh. And I was like, <laughs> like I literally like fell apart emotionally mm-hmm. in front of him because I got so good at playing me and playing authentic and playing like, hey, it's me, mm-hmm. Justin. I got so good at it that I forgot I wasn't me. <laughs> I forgot wow. I was actually like, it was like me in a in a in a person shaped corset. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was like I was curated. Like the stuff yes. I said, I kind of had rehearsed at some point. Or uh-huh. I had all of it. And when he said that to me, it was just like he saw right through, you know. And it, mm-hmm. and I and the thing is, like, I was so good at it that like my best friends didn't know I was didn't realize that that's what I was doing, mm-hmm. you know. And and that's what that was like a, a few months ago. So you know, I've I been mean, in this relationship for five years. I'm still learning how to do it. It's interesting because I think you think you become an adult. And you're like, I'm an adult. I live on my own. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything stops. I stop growing. And it's like, nope, it is a constant evolution. Yes. You have to be so cognizant that you have to keep working on Ugh. yourself. You just want to And rest. I've just been working on myself for such a long time. And it's exhausting. It is exhausting. You know, I, I thought about you because I saw, um, I, we, were at, we were in New York for like a press tour thing. And we went to Caroline's, the comedy mm-hmm. club. But we were on like a Sunday. It was like a Sunday matinee. So it wasn't really that busy, and the people that were there were like they were tourists. I mean, mm-hmm. like, mi- like Caroline's in the heart of Times Square. Yeah, it was not like a sophisticated crowd, mm-hmm. and the comedians are there working on their material. You know, they're trying to build, they're trying to figure out their set list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some of them openly are preparing for other sets later, <laughs> and you know, and I was just like, God, like the job of that. You're literally standing in front of these people who are so pedestrian, mm-hmm. and they don't get what you're doing. Nope. I mean, it was like me and Rick and like these two black guys, and we laughed at everything. Because we mm-hmm. saw it. We got what they were doing, but some of the other tables didn't get what they were doing, you know. And, like, that's just got to be the hardest job because y'all get it from every angle. You get it from your actual audiences mm-hmm. on a daily basis. But then you get it in culture because you misstep or something or you say something that and the kids weren't ready for. And then everyone tries to cancel trouble. you. Yeah, but the point, the whole point of it, the whole point of being a comedian mm-hmm. is to push the boundaries Yes. So that we can have space to talk about things uh-huh. that we are afraid to talk about, yes. you know? And I just, I, I I adore that. And you do that. Like, you do that in everything you do. Like, Nailed It, which is where I discovered you, <laughs> to my complete joy. What I love so much about Nailed It is that y'all are celebrating the mistakes. Mm-hmm. Even in the way the show is made, like mm-hmm. when you do something and it's hilarious and you fucked up or the mm-hmm. wig ain't all right or someone left. I remember the first season when someone just leaves and goes pick to pick up their kids I've and never. y'all just left that stuff in. That is so great. Never, never been angrier. That is so great though because like you're giving us permission to not be good. Yeah. To be black and not be good. Yeah. Like, that's daring. That's daring, Nicole. Because, <laughs> you know, we're so, like, we're so Essence Magazine. Like, we, mm-hmm. we are. Like, we we think we have to be so perfect and polished just to yes. even show up. Yeah. And for you to be on that show, being so authentically you <laughs> and showing us that we can make mistakes and be fabulous. I just, I love it. I just, I don't I know how it. to be anything else other than me. I do do this thing, though, after, like, so I'll perform for an hour. Yeah. I scream a lot. I'm, like pretty physical i'm like giving you everything. my everything during yeah. that hour yeah. uh and then i do a meet and greet after and <laughs> i <laughs> people i think get confused because i'm 
pretty quiet. Because you're not that person all the time. Well, because I'm exhausted. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then you're trying to steal my energy. <laughs> you, you, can I tell you a meet and greet story really quick? Yes. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, Ms. you don't Nicole. have to. Or don't be sorry. We saw Janet Jackson in Vegas uh, a few days ago. Mm-hmm. And Lena Waithe was with us, so she got us backstage. Uh, and, you know, treat. Janet, she was literally like, I've been, I've been awake since 2.30 in the morning. She's exhausted. Mm-hmm. She gave us everything. Mm-hmm. Demita showed up. Janet showed up, too. Miss Jackson showed up. Mm-hmm. All of her Ooh. names showed up. Ooh. Ooh. And she's backstage exhausted. Mm-hmm. But you know what, though? Like, she, this is actually, now that I'm saying it out loud, this is actually not related to your story, so I just wanted to segue back mm. to me. Um, but she's backstage. She's exhausted. But we make eye contact, and I literally put my face, my, like, hands in front of my eyes. Because even though, like, on the outside, she's exhausted and she's polite, and she's like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, I really want to fucking go home. Inside, in those eyes, though, I got it. I got why that's that's a star right there. Mm-hmm. It's startling her presence yes. behind the eyes. I met Beyonce Ooh. briefly. Yes, for that's a all you hot need. Second. That's all you need. And Smell it was, the air of her walk by, well, walk one, by you. <laughs> rich people have a different perfume than all, all of us. I don't know where they get the shit from. But I also met Dolly Parton. Same thing. Same thing. It, it was Rihanna has a good smell too. I keep it's hearing not from people. Heavy. No, it's light. It's just opulent, and you can like. And you smell it after they've gone, but it's not overpowering. Like when you're in an Uber, you're like, did you drench this in cologne? (laughs) You don't smell the alcohol. No. You just smell the fragrance. Yes. And she looked like she was floating. Granted, it was the dress. Yeah. (laughs) But the way she Also, she was being carried by a cable system. It's fine. Yes, she was on Um. cable. She was suspended from the air. (laughs) But like, she spoke to me and I was like, <laughs> it was I don't get starstruck often. Yeah. But it was true I truly was like, I get it. Yeah. Same thing with Rihanna. If Be- if if Janet walked up to me, in, I'm in a five year relationship. I am a home mother mm-hmm. sexual. I am hard at whatever number that is on the Kenzie scale. Mm-hmm. If Janet walked to me and was like, Hey, um, do you want to go to bed? I would be there. I think everybody I would be there and be square, honey. She, she has it. She does have it. It's she has it. You know who also so has it? So see. I got to work at the MTV Video Awards like three years, four years ago. Yes. So I got to like be close to all these people because they had yeah. us stationed backstage when people were entering and exiting the stage. In hindsight, poor planning. Bad no. floor producing. So good. People were so <laughs> angry that I was just in the way being like, I'm here at the MTV Video Music Awards. <laughs> so angry. And uh, also, I wasn't wearing, I couldn't hear myself. There was no monitor to hear uh-huh. myself. So like as I was screaming, literal screams are being televised. Like, I'm just like, <laughs> And people were tweeting, they're like, this bitch is annoying. And I was like, I sure am, because I couldn't hear myself. <laughs> anyway, but then I got to see Britney Spears, and I love Britney, but uh-huh. I was like, you are a shell of a person. Yeah, like, it wasn't in the eyes the way it vac- is. Like, it's like a vacant apartment building in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was very, but then when she performs, you're like, oh, it okay. It comes out, yeah. Yeah, it was really, it's Yeah, just Janet was the opposite, because she gave you the whole show, but mm-hmm. then backstage, like, she's got nothing left to give. Like, she is physically uh-huh. tired. She has a child at home. Like, mm-hmm. it's a whole thing. But in those eyes, though, you mm-hmm. got it. You get why that's, that's not, you know... Some of the other, it's not Latoya now. That's not, you know, some Detective of the girls. Detective Latoya. Not Detective Toya. It's not some of the other girls in the 80s that we ain't heard of mm-hmm. no more. We ain't talking about it. it. ain't Lisa Lisa. That's <laughs> Janet, you know. 
Um, I know we're supposed to be talking about sex and stuff, but I got a bunch yeah, of stories. Fine. But you Tell know, me a story. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> you know I have what? a bunch of stories. Tell me one. What? Well, I love to I love to sneak dirty stuff that's my stuff in the show. Like, I'm not saying this is me specifically or anything, but mm-hmm. Lionel, everything dirty Lionel does in Dear White People, I or somebody else. Somebody the, you know. There's, like, there's like two of there's like two of us that like sneak all of our stupid little you know, like he there's a scene where he goes and he um he sees the underwear of his roommate and he just like picks it up and like he smells it. Has this like, you know, have you smelled someone's drawers? I have never, and I never will in my whole life. For me, I but don't... But I think I did in college no. like a few times. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah, girl. I don't it's disgusting. find that sexy. It's disgusting. It's a pheromone thing, you know? Mm. It's like if all the chemicals are up in there. It wasn't dirty, okay? <laughs> it was just, you know, he was in between practice or whatever. Because some to ladies, after they take off their underwear, <laughs> if you bend the underwear, they crunch. Well, that's, I don't Your know nothing about that. Your face fully changed. Well, because ladies <gasps> in underwear crunching, those are all the things I don't want. <laughs> Sometimes your pussy be dripping. Listen, good to know. <laughs> good information to have in my back pocket. Uh, what's the kinkiest <laughs> thing you've ever done? Kinkiest? Has oh, anyone God. ever shot on your chest? No, I think the kinkiest thing I ever did is I, I was, well, this isn't the kinkiest, but it's a good story. I was in this threesome in college mm-hmm. um, with two men who were now married to women. Oh. And I remember at the time realizing I did, I was not really that attracted to them as much mm. as I was attracted to the story of it. Mm. <laughs> yep. But it was like my roommate initiated this thing. And sorry, mom. My roommate like initiated this whole thing. And it was like he wasn't fully gay yet. And this other dude was not gay at all, but they was gay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they like chocolate too. Ooh. I think about it all the time. They just married and happy. I'll never <laughs> say their names. I wonder if their <laughs> wives I know. You know, I don't I, know. Sexuality is fluid, y'all. They could be. It both. is. Who knows? It is. Who I knows? was in Raleigh, North Carolina, and I was having a really great time at this show, and the crowd was really great. And then sometimes I do crowd work. A lot of times I don't because mm. uh, they. Sometimes they're not interesting. But then I was like, I don't know, this crowd seems hot. Yeah. And I was like, tell me, uh, tell me like something bad that's happened uh, like on an app. Uh, and this one guy was like, so I went on a date with a werewolf. And I was like, what? Oh. I said, okay, so did you know this person was a werewolf before or after the date? And he said, during the date, he said he was a werewolf. And I went, and what happened after that? And he was like, well, on our second date. And I was like, you can't teach timing like that you can't one <laughs> two i was like you went but, um, on a second date with course, this person of course also this person was like trying to give them the full werewolf fantasy they were like in the forest at one part well, in the woods. First of all, i'm kind of i'm leaning in though i thing. was kind of like i gotta know more about this i'm not this. recoiling from right? the idea i mean after they were like well, yeah we were like in the woods and then i had to meet them at, at his house because i guess he like changed in the woods <laughs> Okay, first of all, oh my God, like Michael Jackson in Thriller style. Uh Like the moon came out and then he came back. Oh, yeah. And I was like, was the sex at least good? He was like, sure was. Sure, I gotta be. He's a werewolf. Right? And then I said, when he came, did he go, uh, woo? And he laughed too hard. And I was like, that means yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what I'm realizing? My kinky stuff ain't shit compared to what the children are up to. Do you know the noodles and beef thing? What is that? Girl, noodles and beef. I'm probably going to get in trouble by the game office for you for speaking on it. But it was this, um, it it was this puppy... (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't even know what the right name of it is, but it was like a puppy pack. And there's like a daddy, there's like a wolf. A there's pup- like a, Wait, what is a puppy pack? So uh, forgive me, homosexuals, if I'm saying it wrong. Okay, I'm not the proper ambassador for this culture. But there's like this thing called pups where you like... It's like usually like a younger guy and an older guy with several other younger guys. You know okay. what I mean? In the house. Okay. Uh, and um, some of them, not some of this is not a part of the culture, but there was a, a story um, about a couple called Noodles and Beef. <laughs> and that was like their Tumblr name. <laughs> right. And they were all up on the Tumblr showing off, you know, their bodies and stuff. And I remember uh-huh. like because, you know, I've, I've been on Tumblr once in a while, you know, in yes. search of the pornographies. Yeah. Before and, they banned it all. Yeah. But they were like Tumblr famous, you know, and like mm-hmm. they were all over it. And. And there was a moment I was like, huh, their asses are, like, getting really big. Like, they're really working out. Oh, my God. They're, is that is that his package? Like, is his, like, dick the size of a watermelon? Like, what the hell is going mm-hmm. on? Turns out it was that silicone, honey. And one of them died. <gasps> like, one of the puppies died of the silicone. And, <laughs> and the I master. I be laughing. This story is insane. <laughs> it's insane. Okay. It's so insane. And I'm, like, following it online. So a puppy died of silicone one of the, injections. One of, the, one of the puppies died of the silicone okay. injections. And, the, and, and the master, I think his name was Dylan. Sorry, Dylan. Your business is already in the street, though. So Master Dylan. Gets online pretending to be the dead puppy, talking about I'm great or some shit. Was like basically it was like a it was like he was hiding the death, mm-hmm. okay, hiding the cause of the death because the truth is like it was one of the rules in his pack that everyone have the same silicone implants as he did. <laughs> And so it just shattered, first of all, this illusion that I had that this was their actual bodies, first mm-hmm. of all. But then it opened my eyes like, oh, my God, e- there are traps everywhere <laughs> for the children looking for love. Like, my God. Everywhere. Honestly, and I can see the appeal because you're like, you know, you're 20-something. Uh-huh. You, and you're like, well, why shouldn't I join a gay cult You want to be in a family. It's kind of, the uh-huh. guys are hot. There's no real monogamy. You know, you can, like, do whatever you want or whatever. You just got to get a little sil-sil here and there. You know, Justin, this happen. is the wildest story I've ever heard it in my is? life. Oh my yes. God! Puppies and masters and silicone. <laughs> oh, it's there's truly, a truly that's honey, there's insane. There's a whole culture there. There's a whole I just culture. learned yesterday that there's a whole culture on YouTube of sugar babies who make videos and talk about I, how they get money. Those are and words I like, that I understand individually, but what are you talking about? <laughs> I just learned that on YouTube, uh-huh. there's sugar, sugar babies? babies, like girls who get money from men. When you say babies, though, what age are we oh, talking about? Oh, like adults. Okay, thank you. Sugar babies are adult know. women. You never know. I know. Sugar babies uh, are adult women is the quote think, I'm going to take with me. I think me. A, a baby <laughs> who's like a literal sugar baby, I mm-hmm. think, is human trafficking. Okay, that's what I thought as well. Yes. But, but you know, no, language. No, not the, the one who decided that this is for for her. Yes. Uh, and then they like the just talk about stuff. And I was like, ooh, that's so, in- I want to interview a sugar baby so yes. bad. Because like my main question is. Okay, so like you're making a lot of money now. Yeah. You have a lot of expensive bags now, but are you choosing the right brands where the prices increase? Like get you a Birkin because you can always resell a Birkin for more money than you pay. Yes. Are you investing in bonds? Is it a sugar investment? Yes. Like are you, they're giving you money, but like are you spending it all? Yeah. Or are you investing? I want to know too. There is a great way to be a sugar baby but also put enough money away from retirement so you don't have that to do you it no never more. ever have to have a real like job. a legit like a mm-hmm. like an on the books tax job. I don't want to say that being a sugar baby is not a job because well that's is. well that's the thing the, the noodles and beef open my door too right because <laughs> first of all like the pups and I've met a few and I've talked you know had conversations and it's like. It actually, there is a real fraternity. There's like, you know how the Greeks were always fucking other men in the Uh hot tub? There is a thing about us as a species where like, 
gay men. It is, it, it's a fraternity mentorship. Mm-hmm. You have an older man looking after. There is something there that's actually very positive. Um, it just, you know, in the hands of gay, of gay men, things just tend to turn, honey. That's uh-huh. what it is. But um, but uh, it, op- it opened my eyes to this whole subculture of Instagram, Tumblr, and Twitter famous people who get money from, you know, the, the Patreons and the OnlyFans mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And it's like, it's literally, you can sit around all day, smoke weed, go to the gym, mm-hmm. and just live with all these men mm-hmm. and literally get paid. It's That's it. really wild. That's like, the was, tweet. You I can got get paid. into a, a Logan Paul hole yesterday. Wow, did you? Do you know you? who he is? Yeah. He has like 14 million fucking yes. followers on Instagram. I was like... 14 million people know who this person is? And you got in his hole? Yeah, well, yeah, I, got, I climbed right into his hole Ooh. and I said, let me eat you out, baby. Honestly, that sounds great. Yeah. Is he going to call back? Is, mm, no. <laughs> uh, but I just was like, oh, so this like, this is humor for other people. <laughs> I won't say he's not funny because humor is subjective. You won't say that. Comedy subjective. But we heard it. But he, Well, you can read between the lines, but like, he makes a lot of money. So yeah. like, he is funny to yeah. somebody. And then his he has a brother. Uh-huh. And I learned about the brother who had a fake wedding to this other woman who has a reality show on MTV. Then I watched Whoa. a bit of that. Whoa. And that is just white women with plumped up lips to look like black women with extensions oh, yeah. in the hair like black women. And they're like, oh, I think he gonna, he's going to propose to me. And like, <laughs> at one point, what did she say? She was like, Oh my god, I'm having a fucking disaster. You bitches need to fucking help me plan my birthday. Not you like, bitches. <laughs> Wait, what's this show called? I don't know. It's like somebody turns 21, like um, two boo, two First boo-bee. of all, somebody turns 21 Topi. is the name of the show that Topi. I want to be watching. Topi turns Topi 21. Topi turns 21. Topi, I think Topi's married to the Paul, the Logan Girl, I might Paul not brother. be able to make it to that show, to that screening. Honestly, it's really hard to keep up with all these Instagram famous it's a people. Lot. It's a lot. And I kept thinking, I was like, this is wild, but I was like, oh no. Back in the day, movie stars were movie stars. Yes. And then TV stars became TV stars. Yes. And then internet stars became internet stars. Yes. And now they're social media stars. Yes. I wonder what the next thing's going to be. Ooh, Virtual Lord. reality stars where they come yeah. into your house and they're like, I'll make you. Well, did you, see, did you see that uh, Black Mirror episode with uh, um, um, Anthony Mackie and them? And they no. go in the, oh, you got to watch the Black Mirror. What happens That's the future. On it? I don't want to spoil it for you. You can't spoil it. I'll Wikipedia before I watch it. So basically they go online. And okay, spoiler. If you don't, <laughs> don't want it. If you don't want it spoiled, skip ahead. Okay, so they go online and they're playing like a game in their heads. Like there's like this little device. You know Black Mirror. There's always some device yes. that you put in your mind or whatever. And so they can, it's like virtual reality. Like they're really there fighting. And he's fighting as like a Asian, like a really cut up Asian mm-hmm. man looking like Ryu from Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. And he and his buddy, his homie, this black, other black dude, like macho ladies man dude, is playing as like a Chun-Li type character. Like okay. this woman, like uh-huh. very busty, whatever. And they're fighting, fighting, fighting. And then they're just like, and they start fucking. And then Anthony, and so now it's these two macho black men. One is married. One is out here in these streets with all these ladies. But in their minds, they get something out of playing other in other bodies fucking each other and it's like what do we do with that and i'm like that's gonna be the next thing like that's there's we're gonna have a name for that because it's it's real it's like if you could not only have sex with any person you want but you can be in whatever body you want for just the sex not your whole life Mm -hmm. not to walk not to live as not to perform as but just for the sex part you can be like an asian bitch and like get it in like people are gonna do that and they're gonna have names for it if you could be a different (laughs) ethnicity to fuck what would you be I, i like being black too I much. I love being black. I love being I black. I oftentimes 
think about if I woke up white, I would kill myself. Oh, it would be so ba- boring. <laughs> Not to be rude. There's nothing wrong with being no. white. I just like, I love the color of my skin. But I you also love... have to like learn, you have to learn to love yourself as a black person in this yeah. country. And when mm-hmm. you get there, it's just like, well, I'm not going to yeah, stop. I'm not going to go back. Okay, wait, but I got I got to bring it back to Kim Burns jazz because I'm a nerd. But like that's what swing was, by the uh-huh. way. That was the basic bitch jazz. Like everybody, oh. everybody loves like Kalamazoo, like all that crap. Uh-huh. It, that's what America loved, and all the people playing it were black. And they're like, this ain't jazz. Like mm-hmm. nobody black thought it was cool, but we all had to play it because that's all they let <laughs> they let yes. us do. So it's like you're you're kind of describing to me like something that will always be with us, which is basic assness. There will mm-hmm. always be room for basic assness and all the, on TV and film mm-hmm. and the internet, mm-hmm. all of it, you know. But we gotta be better. We gotta, we can, you know. You know what? I'm really excited that Lil Nas X's uh, Old Town Road is, oh. I think it's now the longest. How do, how much do you love him? He's adorable. I fucking He's love him. He's very funny. Oh my God. Uh, that song? You can't deny that can't it's deny not fucking it. catchy. He wrote, he said some tweet like, I used to, last year. I was sleeping on someone's yes! floor and I was broken. Now I'm gay. I fucking <laughs> lived. Oh my God, he I lived so hard. makes me laugh hard. so hard. And then his EP is so good. Yes. If you don't like hip hop, like you don't like trap music that's like popular right now or whatever, he's got something for you on yeah. it. You like a little bit of trap, he's got something for you. Like Panini him. Don't Be a Meanie is iconic. Woody. Great lyric. Oh, he's so good. I, I'm. He inspires me to be my best self. Right. Like, yeah, and he then really he does. keeps like he keeps joking about how like people are like, oh, so you're only gonna remix remix Old Town Road for mm. the rest of your life. He's like, yeah. Why wouldn't I? That's what you want. People like. I give it, it to you every time. And it's the video <laughs> is great. He's great. You know, I'm, you got a little Rico Nasty in there. You, you ain't got never seen nobody like that. Is in there. You ain't uh, never seen nobody like that. That's what I love. He's just so fun. And then I love that white people were like, you can't be on the country charts. Oh. And then I was like, all right, good old Billy Ray being an ally. He turned saying, that no into a yes, I'll didn't make he? it happen. And he then every interview he did, people were like, congratulations, Billy. He's like, congratulations to who? I didn't do it. Mm-hmm. I just guessed it on the track. There we go. And I'm like, Billy's an ally. Billy's That's an what ally. allies do. You step up to help us, and then you get out of the fucking then way and let it shine. you get out the way. That's, that's right. That's what an ally does. That's like, right. If you go to a Black Lives Matter rally, don't be interviewed. No. Pass the mic to a black person. Don't wear person. a t-shirt everywhere. No, you know? it's fine. You know, you know? play your part. Mm-hmm. We played ours. <laughs> we played ours. We've done a lot of... We've covered. We've covered a lot of material. Of talking. Mm-hmm. Do we just get down to it right now? Do we just move these mics out the way and just yeah, have it? Yeah, let's fuck. Okay. Marissa would be so <laughs> upset. <laughs> Rick, uh, Rick is going to be into it, by the way. My boyfriend is going to be into it. So No, I think it would be really upsetting if that ever happens. <laughs> be like, well, I mean, I like Nicole, but she keeps fucking in front of me. Listen, uh, it's fine. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. Okay, so we've come to the end. I ask, oh, you already said you would date me. Like, yes. Yes. Oh, we can add, we can do it again now. We can pretend like No, no. Oh, you okay. said you would. The only yeah. thing, you said it earlier. You were like, the only thing stopping me is homosexuality. Homosexuality. Yes. And my preference for dick. Yes. Um, Jesus has blessed me with a preference for dick, and I can't help it. I mean, who doesn't <laughs> love a dick? Um, so, do you have anything? So, Dear White People comes out August 2nd. Yes, it does. You don't know when bad hair comes out. No. Do you have anything else you want to promote? No, I think just watch Dear White. If you ain't seen Dear White People, mm-hmm. you put it on. Um, because Do you think I, this people is still need the window. to see the movie first? No. Or can they just start with the series? No, and actually I think the third season is, I think it's the best it ever, it's ever been. It's like, the, it's a it's a different 
energy than the previous mm-hmm. season. I think you could really just jump in. You won't get as much because we are shady and we pack a lot in and there's <laughs> a lot of payoffs and plants and all that good stuff because I'm a nerd and I love cinema and I love what I do. But you can watch season three, get your life, and then go back and watch. I think I would highly su- suggest that so that I can get renewed, please. Yes. <laughs> get a bitch renewed. Watch my shit. Oh, wait. I'm trying to find uh, Someone shit. from the LA Times today asked me, like, okay, if you could sum up your new season in three words, what would it be? And I said, watch my shit. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Those were the three words. So Whenever people are like, uh... Uh, what are they? What, they're like, do you want to add anything else? And I'm like, uh, yeah, I like uh, single men who want to date me and uh, love me. You know what I want to add, Nicole? Can I add something yes, black yes, as hell yes, and yes, random? Yes, yes, yes. So I got into this thing where like somebody was like, um, you know, all hell, the queen of pop Madonna. Mm-hmm. Without her, we wouldn't have. And they literally listed like every female artist. And I wrote something back like, I love Madonna, but like, can y'all love her without pretending like Janet Jackson didn't exist to mm-hmm. set the blueprint? And then they people got mad about that, of course, and thought oh, I was coming for, for Madonna, and I wasn't. But somebody was like, ha, 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 you know, um, Janet's not that old. But here's what the kids don't really know. Mm-hmm. Janet Jackson, I'm going to say it loud to Nicole Byers' audience. Say God it loud, it. say it proud. Janet Jackson's self-titled debut album of post-disco bops <gasps> beats Madonna's by a full fucking year. Okay? Dang. Janet, the album, Janet Jackson comes out in 1982. Uh-huh. Same music as Madonna, 1983. They're both queens, y'all. Don't do it to me. But I just want y'all to know the history, okay? Mm-hmm. Give give Janet her, her give due. Give her her due. That's right. I'm trying to. I'm so if trying you to take have, anything away from this episode, give Janet her due. Obviously, I'm trying to make out with Janet Jackson. <laughs> via, I keep talking about I her. I think you should do it. I want to well, do it. I hope it. I hope that prophecy is fulfilled for you. <laughs> if you like this episode of Oh, I want you to hate me, please subscribe on Apple Music or whatever. Yes. Uh, yes. You can listen to it on Spotify. You know, mm-hmm. if you listen to it, you you know how to do it. Uh, <laughs> rate it five stars. If you send me something nasty, I'll read it. Oh. This isn't anything nasty, but it, this is a fun message that I got today. Okay. Nicole, I had a sex room about my ex last night, which is like whatever it happens. But I've been thinking so much about that vivid and unsettling message about putting you in a handstand and oh. putting clam chowder in your puss. Oh. That's what, that, that is what, wait, that, that was what I dreamt happened to me. Oh, that was what I dreamt happened to me. Okay. Yeah, someone sent me a, it was honestly you're, to this date the most unsettling message anyone's ever sent you're me. You're giving the children subliminal messages and dreams, <laughs> I Nicole. I guess so. <laughs> and I'm so sorry that you had a sex dream about being turned upside down into a handstand and filled with clam chowder. It's and then filled. that person. Oh, yeah, so God. like the message was like, uh, I want to turn you upside down, fill you with clam chowder, and then fill, like fill you fill with the, cr- the clam chowder. Fill the Not just put some on there, but and fill you up with eat it. Eat it out, which means I have to stand in the hand upside down. Uh, I'm upside down, and the clam chowder is in your throat at this point because I mean, you got a mouth on the other end. That's too much. That's too much. So is whoever, it hot? I believe so. That's fucked up. Whoever wrote that, just know that I will probably talk about that to the day I die. <laughs> it's the best message, the worst message. That that sentence, it was the best of times, it was the worst oh of times, applies to that fucking wow. message. fill you with clam You're chowder. haunting people you've never even met. Oh, my <laughs> God. I will take, you know what, and I'm going to now take that with me everywhere yep. I go as mm-hmm, well. Mm-hmm. I want to be 90 years old, sitting in front of somebody, giving an interview one day, and them going, what was the moment, Justin? And I go, it was the moment Nicole told me about <laughs> being turned upside down and filled with clam chowder that I knew I had to live my destiny. I want to give that story. 
I'm going to give that testimony one day. Please do. All right. Okay. Watch your way, people. Bye-bye. This has been a Team Coco production. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.